rants. Life and motherhood uncensored. Welcome back to Mama Rants with Elle. And Allie. How are you doing today, Allie? Doing pretty good. How are you? I'm hanging in there. Do you have a mom win or fail of the week this week? I do. And the funny part is, is that I thought it was going to be like a major win, but ended up being a total fail. (laughs) So, you know, the weather's, you know, starting to warm up. Um, You know, we're starting to have like the nicer, like springy days, not too hot, not too cold, but nice enough to just sit outside in the sun. So um, my mom actually found... um, a cute, um, it's one of those like Target, like the mini dip brand, like pools outside that are for Ooh. outside. And so she ended up grabbing um, one of those uh, for 2D. And so I was like, oh, let's blow it up. Like it's nice weather. And so I start filling it up and she's so excited to get in. And um, I have the water like maybe like two inches you know, like deep, but I'm, you know, of course I'm sitting right there anyways, but mm-hmm. she's like having a grand old time in there and she's so excited and I'm like, oh, splash. And so she starts splashing and then she starts making her way from one side to the other. And let's just say she picked up a little bit of speed and completely <laughs> wiped out, smacked her head oh, no. backwards on the ground. And I was like mortified. I didn't even in, like think about it being like slippery. And I was like, Oh, I fucked up. And she just is like, <laughs> like, just like sitting there like, Oh my gosh, like her head is like, just barely sitting there. <laughs> like, I mean, it was not her, it was didn't even touch her ears, the water. Thankfully, I didn't put that much in there. But and then she was like, I'm out of here. Like, I'm jumping fucking ship. Get me out, out, out. And she didn't want to get back in it. And so now I'm like, I'm gonna have to get in there with her next time, which it's fine. It's big enough for that. But yeah, so it was it was good until it wasn't. <laughs> Do you have one this week? My son helped me with his laundry, which was like a huge win. So okay. I had the laundry put in the laundry basket, and he decides to start taking out all of the clean clothes that are in the basket and throwing them on the ground. But I did have to fold them. So in all all fairness, at least he didn't take the folded ones. Well, but I'm going to categorize it as a mom win of the week. Yes, absolutely. Because we're, we're taking steps, steps in the right direction. We're doing things independently. It's great. And helping out with chores and solid. <laughs> <laughs> I I had a little fail this week in the fact that I give my son toys in the bathtub and he loves bath time, but now he has been starting to use the scooper to try to drink out of. And <laughs> he ended up, I, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, oh, this will be fine. It's just another water thing. No, he scoops up the water and tries to drink it and douses himself <laughs> with half a thing filled with water and he's looking at me like you know shock on his face and then he just starts crying and I'm like oh well there's my little fail of the week (laughs) (laughs) damn near drowning themselves too he does the same thing (laughs) so one of the things that we had asked our listeners to do was to send us in emails about some of the unsolicited advice or outdated information or old wives tales that they had been told or have heard um, 
you and I one day are going to be older and we're going to be sitting here thinking to ourselves, what the hell? We did that. Oh, that was fine when we were around. So we're going to have to remember that piece of advice and say to ourselves, hey, shit changes. Remember that things get updated all the time. (laughs) Absolutely. I think it's important. You know, I don't know. Obviously, we don't know what it was like to live, you know, however many years ago when, you know, our parents or our grandparents were, you know, raising babies and how things were so different and, and how, you know, even car seats didn't even exist. And I just couldn't even imagine a world where that was a thing. (laughs) So it's like, you know, when we're grandparents, like you said, like going to a world that's like different than now is like, how much more could it change? And I mean, it's going to, and it's inevitable, but I think it's important to grow with what's important now, especially when you have, you know, younger moms, new moms, important to support them with those changes and raising babies in a time frame that is now. And what's crazy too is to hear from a lot of moms that have children with large age gaps and what has changed just in their experience within the last five, 10, 12 years. It's just, it's crazy to see. Mm-hmm. But I found one of the funniest things that, you know, I was told is, oh, your generation cares about the silliest things. And I realize it's not such a generational thing. It's it's us having babies at this time period. Mm-hmm. But I can understand to them how they think it's silly things. But it seems that every generation has their stuff that you're worried about. And then every generation has (laughs) the unsolicited advice that was passed down. I'm just going to start this episode by saying just a few of my favorites that I had heard. And that was, and this is from the emails or from the groups, but don't tickle your baby's feet or else they'll have a stutter for the rest of their life. Are you kidding? (laughs) Are you kidding? No, I'm I'm not kidding. Don't let your baby stand too soon or else they're going to be bow-legged. Yes, I heard that one. I heard that one before. You did? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, for, for cuts and bruises, you need to put vegetable oil on it right away and often. Shut, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> no, you're kidding. <laughs> no, I am not kidding. If you check on your child when they hurt themselves... It will make them soft. Really good to know. Thank you so much. <laughs> I want to say that that was someone that grew up in my dad's time. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to your pediatrician's advice. It's outdated. We have more experience. You should listen to us. <laughs> That's very now, interesting. We would never, I, we, we do not condone not listening to your medical professional's advice. Ay, ay, ay. So what were some of the things that you were told or that you've heard from your friends um, before we jump in to the listeners' comments? I will say one thing that kind of stuck with me, and it wasn't necessarily like rude, but I took, you know, like this fresh, you know, just had a baby hormones and you just kind of take things like, what the motherfuck? Like, <laughs> you know, you're already going through so much, but yeah. someone said to me like, Oh, don't worry. You'll lose all that weight you gained since you're breastfeeding. Like, Oh, all right. I wish. 
I wish. And also thank you for telling me how much weight I gained. Right. Yes. Like I'm totally, I'm totally aware, you know, I get weighed, you know, like every four weeks or even two weeks. And then at the end it was every week. So I'm constantly reminded of how much weight I've gained. All right. Like, um, and then another one of mine is, um, after, you know, expressing my concerns of, you know, sleeping in a car seat or a swing, I feel like there would always be safe sleep. Yeah. I would always, there would always be that one person. My mom is so guilty of it. Uh, She would always be like, Oh, (laughs) you know, I, you, you and your sister would sleep in that swing like for hours. And I'm like, like my internal is like croaking and I'm like, Oh my God, mom, like you're fucking crazy. Like, Oh my, so thankful. Like my sister and I are still here today. Like I just couldn't, Like, you know, I just, you know, positional asphyxiation was like very big in my brain. And, you know, those, you know, fresh hormones and you just think that, oh my gosh, like it's going to happen to me. Like something's going to happen to me. It's going to happen to my baby. And so the moment she would go to pass out, I'm ripping that baby out of the car seat. I'm ripping her out of the swing. And, you know, so many people, you know, do that. And, you know, that's cool. But my brain, my anxiety would never let me. Um, so yeah, hearing the, oh yeah, I used to leave you guys in there. You know, I, I, we used to leave you in there for hours or those kind of phrases would just totally like trigger me and just like, eh. yes, I, I also got told that, you know, that I had the same fear as you with positional asphyxiation. What, what are other things that you got told? Um, another one I got told was, um, and I don't know if it if it was meant, you know, negatively, but I remember um, had said, um, like, oh, you took that baby to the to the store so soon. Like, why would you do that? And <laughs> at like two weeks postpartum, you know, I was like ready to just get out of the house. You know, I'm like, I. I can't sit here all day. Like literally I had an, I had a newborn and I'm just like, you know, it was, I was afraid to put her down. It was her and me, or she was in someone's arms, you know, always. So I'm just like, you know, I got to get out of the house. I got to feel a little bit normal. Like I just, you know, I was in still in that baby blues, you know, phase that I just Mm -hmm. needed something that was normal for me. And so, I mean, we also needed to grab some things from target, but that was her first outing was a target. And she was like, I think a week and a half, two weeks old. And <laughs> it was great. We had fun, but yeah, I mean, that was another one that kind of stuck with me a little bit too. Um, and may, may kind of made you feel like, oh shit, like, was I not supposed to? Like, is there a fucking unwritten rule that you're not supposed to take your baby out at a certain point? But oh fuck it. <laughs> All right, we'll jump into some of the ones we got from our listeners and just kind of add in along the way. But um, what was funny is the two largest topics that are information about sleep. And information about feeding your child. These were the two top ones that we received. And um, to listen to some of the ones to get your baby to sleep longer. These are some of the old wives tales or outdated and unsolicited advice we get. The most common, put cereal in your baby's water or formula. mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I personally heard that. Because I had a, a baby that didn't sleep throughout the night. And I was told, well, you're not, just not putting enough cereal in for your baby. Or feed your baby more cereal right before bed. And I understand that that was given pretty commonly out back in the day. Yes. But it's not as common. Like now they'll advise a thickener, but babies can choke on the cereal if they're too right. young. Yeah, it's, I would say it's more so 
highly, highly advised against now, now today. (laughs) This one was put whiskey in your baby's bottle at night. So they sleep through the night. Apparently we must've been all drunk babies. (laughs) Somebody said that. No, a lot of people said that. Not somebody like this must've been a very common remedy for like our grandparents. It must have been. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Keep the baby awake all day so they'll sleep at night. Oh, how many times do I hear that? My baby will not fucking sleep if he doesn't sleep during the day. He's going to have a bad, disrupted sleep. I don't know why it happens. I understand that logically they think, oh, they'll be so tired, they'll go to sleep, but they don't fucking go they to sleep. They don't fucking go to sleep and they're so overtired. Like they're just they're so exhausted that they're they can't physically fucking wind down at that point so (laughs) it doesn't help anything and um also another common one they need a blanket and a stuffed animal to sleep (laughs) i know it 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 kills our anxiety or um crib bumpers yeah that (laughs) some of Someone was told you have to put bumpers on your crib or else your baby is going to break their yep. leg. I have um, heard that and we never use them. I mean, they're, they're not the safest things, well, but. Um, yeah. They now say they're a strangulation. Right. Risk. And yeah, I've seen it and unfortunately heard about it too many times to feel comfortable. So I never did. And I guess I'm taking the risk of my quote unquote baby's leg breaking. <laughs> Never wake a sleeping baby. Oh, 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 that's a triggering one. <laughs> I let my baby sleep one day. I let my baby sleep through that nap and I he slept through that nap hard and he woke up at six o'clock at night and I paid for it the rest of the yeah, night. Yeah, I am. Um, before we had Tootie, we were like freshly married, like 20, we were 20 when we got married, but like I had a friend who was on her second baby and she didn't have, there wasn't a spot at the daycare. So I watched her for like three or three weeks before she got her. Oh, you were an angel. I mean, I loved it. It was great. And she was literally my connecting neighbor. So she would literally at six, six o'clock in the morning, bring over a little baby Mela and she would, here you go. And she'd come back and get her at like five, whatever that evening. But anyways, she was like, Oh, don't let her sleep. And at the time, you know, however old I was when I started watching her with like 21, 22, she was, I didn't register with me of like, what the fuck? Like, don't wake a sleeping baby. Like what I've always heard that. Like, what do you mean you want me to wake her up at fucking this time? So that way she sleeps for you at night. Like it didn't, it did not make fucking sense. And then after I had Tootie, it literally all made sense to me. I'm like, yes, you do wake a fucking sleeping baby. Like if you want any type of schedule or any chance to sleep, you're going to, you're going to keep her on schedule. So that was just a little, a little side, side note of (laughs) that, that story just like sticks with me of how I didn't get it then, but get it now. (laughs) Put a raw egg under your baby's crib to absorb bad energy and get them to sleep through the night. Put that put that bitch if this put works, that bitch in a bowl under the bed. <laughs> yes. Yep. Raw egg under the bed. <laughs> I don't even know if you have to crack it. They didn't specify if you needed to crack it. And I mean, eggs are really expensive nowadays, but shit, I mean if it works. If it fucking works, I guess. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 
No, are you kidding me? My my husband will be yelling salmonella, salmonella. Right? Yes, he absolutely would. <laughs> so over, I have some that were um, that I collected as well. Um, and she had said when it came to nap time, uh, so many people would give their advice on what way to put him down. Just let him cry it out. They'll eventually cry themselves to sleep, and didn't really agree with the way that she would. I guess, go about getting him to sleep. Um, And also she had mentioned like co-sleeping and don't let him sleep with you. He'll never want to sleep on his own. And then she was saying how she never co-slept. She said that her anxiety was all would also be through the roof, but she just said like, you know, don't let him sleep with you. People would always make comments about, you know, I'm sure like nap time or whatever, you know, just cuddling stuff like that. But yeah, I just. Sleeping is such a triggering topic there are a lot of people that are team sleep training. There's a lot of people that are team cried out. There's a lot of people that are team co-sleeping and some that are a mix of whatever works. And we're not here to judge you. We don't need to. Right. Absolutely not. We don't. You know, I had a friend who actually, she was, um, we were pregnant with each other. Like we were pregnant at the same time for um, maybe like, it was like six months. We were pregnant at the same time. And she was so like, Oh, like there's no way, like I'm not co-sleeping. Like there's no way, like I'll, my my anxiety will be crazy. And then it completely flip flopped. And when she had him, and she's like, I'm just yeah. trying to survive. I'm just trying to survive. I'm like, you do you, girl. You you get there. We gotta get to the next day together. Like whatever it takes. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. It's like, dude, whatever helps you out through that fourth trimester, yeah. or in general. Yeah. Another one of the most common topics was about feeding your child, whether it be breastfeeding, bottle feeding, regular food feeding. I know I was told about, you know, feed your baby cereal before bed to fill them up. My issue was my child was colicky. I could not fill his belly before bed or else he would have to be held up all night. Like it just did not work for me. Here are some of the other ones that we've been told. You shouldn't let your baby feed themselves. They're not going to get enough food. This I was actually told as well. So it's it's comforting to see that other people are told this because my baby is a very messy eater. And there was a lot of concern over, is my baby getting enough yeah. to eat? And yes. My child is getting enough to eat. I'm making sure they get enough to eat. There is no issue with me letting my baby feed himself. Right. I don't know if you had any um, comments about like, um, you know, I was, you know, I, I strictly breastfed. So I don't know if you had any like formula comments of like, oh, they'll sleep longer if you do formula. I don't know if you can relate to that or not, but um, I heard it. Um, occasionally and I feel like you know in earlier days when she would wake up like every two to three hours and you know we didn't do the bottle thing so like I said it was just me her and the boob and um it was a lot I got a lot of pushing for like oh like if you do bottles like then you know your husband can help and I'm like I got it homie you know I'm holding the fort down like I'm good it's exhausting yes but you know I got it yes so I was told you know oh, the reason your baby's not sleeping through the night is because it's breastfed. You need to switch to formula. Mm -hmm. I was told while they were pregnant that if they ate peanuts, their child could be allergic and they'd both die. 
No fucking shit. No way. Yes. <laughs> I have never heard that. But wouldn't that be crazy if that was the case? Like, if your baby was allergic to something? Oh my gosh, that would be horrific. Here's another one. Put honey on your nipples or the bottle to get them to eat or nurse better. And the funny part of that is do not give baby honey under one. So that's so funny that that was even a thing. (laughs) Yeah, it's dangerous. You don't need formula. You just need evaporated milk and molasses. For what? To feed the fucking kid? Now, I understand. (laughs) Yes, but keep in mind, this was during the formula shortage. Mm. And so this is probably grandmothers who, like, went through World War II and shit trying to say, like, this is what we fed you guys. Oh. But I guess they put the molasses in to, like... Isn't evaporated milk sweet? Oh, no. Condensed. Sweet and condensed milk. Never mind. I'm (laughs) thinking the wrong thing. Another common one was your baby's too old to be breastfed if they were over six months old. Whoa. Triggering. Triggering. (laughs) It's like, dude, it also says breastfeed your baby two years and beyond. When are you going to be done being a milk cow? (laughs) Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for your support. I really appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) And this person's, their mother told them that. Their mother asked them that. And it's like, why is it okay for a cow to give my child sustenance, but not me? Right. Maybe Make it make motherfucking sense. (laughs) All I can think is like, maybe this person feels a little guilty that they didn't breastfeed because back then, you know, everyone formula fed I said it's totally fucking fine for Betty fucking Sue to fucking drink her fucking milk from her fucking cow with her coffee, but it's not fucking fine where for Betty fuck or <laughs> Timmy Joe over here to drink fucking milk that was made for him. Like it doesn't fucking make fucking sense. It never fucking will. And I really am waiting for the motherfucking day that someone says something to me so I can literally spit that motherfucking line <laughs> right at them. Like <laughs> it's so true. You aren't producing enough milk because you're being lazy and you're not pumping enough. That is not the case. How do you even know? I, I and how know. would they even fucking know? This one was sent in oh to us God. from a listener. I feel so bad for that person. You're starving your newborn. Breast milk is not enough. It actually is enough. <laughs> so <laughs> it's actually so it's, it's more than enough. right i mean both things are actually made breast milk and formula are made to give your child a complete diet (laughs) but i actually had somebody bully me about this um that i was my baby was four months old and i actually posted um on facebook like oh we made to four months you know breastfeeding like you know i'm so i'm so proud of me um and she actually wrote me a long message um this was like my grandma's niece and she's wild. I don't talk to her no more. I don't give a fuck. Anyways, <laughs> um, she wrote me this long ass message saying, would you only want to drink milk for the first four months of your life? Like that is horrible. You should be giving 2D. Excuse the motherfuck out of me. Oh, and you know what? It was actually 
when I got my breast milk ring, I posted a picture of my breast milk ring and she thought it was the most atrocious, disgusting <laughs> fucking thing. This lady is fucking vile. But anyways, <laughs> I don't talk to her anymore. Um, that was that was enough for me. But like, just crazy. It was just crazy. Like, where the, who the fuck? Who she, the fuck gave you? What did she want you to feed your baby? Real food that young? Or like, was she that said, the thought? She, she was saying I should be giving her oatmeal. I should be giving her like the rice cereal. She was saying I should be giving her baby food. Like not even like at like four months. Like my baby just happened to be four months at the time. And she was like, oh, like that's so yes, crazy. So she was saying before. Yes. Uh huh. And like the earliest you can get okay is four months. So I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> You're fucking crazy. But anyways. God, and she, it was just so disgusting. Why would you want to wear, why would you want to wear breast milk on your fucking finger? Like, so disgusting. Like, it's a fucking momentum of my fucking hard ass motherfucking work, and I'm gonna look at it every day and be like, bitch, I fucking did this. Okay? That's why. Woo! Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Your child needs juice, not water. Why does my oh, child need juice? And why do I low-key get offended when someone thinks I should be giving my kid juice? Like, oh, d- when we go to a restaurant, they're like, oh, like, does she want some juice? I'm like, no. <laughs> There's too much arsenic in your juice, bitch. <laughs> I literally, I'm like, so fucking offended. Like, I- <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone in my family um, thinks I'm batshit crazy because I, I won't give juice to my son unless he's like, nope. if, he, if he's sick, I'll give him like a, a little bit of orange juice mixed with water. Um, or if like he's constipated, I'll give him a little bit of prune juice, but I don't do juice. We do water only other than those times. And it's because man, like there are so many heavy metals found in juice now that not only is it the sugar issue, but it's now yeah. an actual developmental concern. And every everyone thinks I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> I, didn't, no, I, I didn't even think about the heavy metal thing. My mom is always like, oh, let's give him rice. I'm like, no, rice is the number one cause of arsenic poisoning. I'm like, there's too much arsenic in it. I'm like, those damn root vegetables needed to be spread up by those greens. Like, I, I am the crazy person when it comes to heavy metals. <laughs> I was just worried about the damn sugar rotting my, my kid's teeth out of her mouth. Like, I saw a kid... He was literally two with no freaking teeth. And I was like, what happened to him? Like, what oh was the teeth? And I found out, like, his teeth rotted out. And I was like, I, ever since then, I have been totally fucking scarred. And we oh don't gosh. do fucking juice. We don't even do it when she's sick. I mean, constipated, we have given her prune juice twice. But like you, know, like you said, watered down, like 10% prune juice, 90% yeah. water. But even then, like, I'm like, I'm just so afraid of her teeth falling out of her freaking face. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Someone else said, if you drink coffee while breastfeeding, it's going to stunt your baby's growth. And now I'm concerned. Now I need to look up the data. <laughs> because and I'm why like, why have I, I've actually, I feel like I've vividly heard that too, but I never looked it up. I'm not a coffee drinker. So you'll have to let me know. <laughs> now I need to look because now I'm terrified that I'm hurting my son's height. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, someone else's grandmother told them to put meat in the baby's bottle. Shut the fuck up. No, I'm not Shut kidding. the fuck up. I don't know if this is cooked. Shut the meat. fuck up. 
is it like a chunk of meat? Right. Are we just trying to get the flavor into the milk? Or are we trying to fucking like puree this shit and pour it in there? I'm not sure. <laughs> there was no information. There was no additional information. <laughs> what I would give to be a fly on the wall back in the day when people had fucking kids, like when our grandparents had children, what I would fucking give to be a fly on the fucking wall. Someone was told they were of Ukrainian heritage and was told they needed to take a safety pin and put it on the diaper bag to ward off the evil eye. Interesting. Another person was told if a baby doesn't fall off the bed, the couch, or the crib by the age of one, they won't see their second birthday. And the the person that told them this was so superstitious that they wanted them to put pillows on the floor and leave their child at the edge of the bed. <laughs> Please don't do this. Listeners, do not do this. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I I also hate the one that's so common. You'll spoil the baby if you comfort it every time it cries or if you told them too much. It's my fucking baby. I'm going to hold it as much as I want. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I'm also meeting my child's needs. Like, if you're scared alone and crying, do you feel better when someone just leaves you there and doesn't comfort you? I don't fucking think so. Right. Oh, my God. I was told that one numerous times. Another girl was told not to eat seafood after having a C-section or it won't heal properly. No. So common. Oh, your baby's crying. They're manipulating you. I'm pretty sure my newborn or my six month old doesn't know manipulation yet and is crying right. because they have a need that needs to be met. Right. 110 fucking percent. Kids don't need to be in a car seat. You should have seen what we drove you in. <laughs> I'm pretty That's sure that shit, cars man. were a lot slower. <laughs> a lot slower. A lot, a lot slower and. Fuck, could you even imagine? Um, here, Here's some other randos. Put a silver dollar on the child's belly button to prevent an Audi. What's wrong with an Audi belly button? <laughs> uh, these were while people were pregnant. Don't eat watermelon. It'll make the baby cold. Shut the hell up. <laughs> Don't raise your hands over your head while pregnant. You will strangle the baby with the umbilical cord. I knew exactly where you were going with that, and I had heard that. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. <sighs> what is it? What is it always too with grandparents thinking that the baby is always cold? Why do they always think the baby's cold? Always, yeah. Always needs socks or a fucking hat or or long sleeve. A blanket, literally, I, yep. I swear, I don't know how many times I've had to tell someone, don't put a blanket on my baby when it's 85 degrees. Right. Don't, don't do it. Yep. Don't overheat my baby. My right. baby runs hot. Don't overheat him. Right. Another person was also told, I don't know why you put so much stock in those medical studies. They're wrong. Oh, well, okay. I'm pretty sure those medical studies are actually data driven. Um, but right. I, I do get it nowadays, especially with everything that happened to COVID. Nobody trusts anybody. I, I get it. Um, postpartum depression isn't real. It's just an excuse to treat your husband like shit. 
Well, well, fuck me, man. I wish that were the fucking case. I wish that shit wasn't fucking real. I wish postpartum anxiety wasn't fucking real. I wish fucking baby blues weren't fucking real. But they're just saying fucking real life. I bet a a man said that. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. How much we want to bet. 110%. Here's another good old wives tale. Wrap an onion in a cloth and put it on the baby's ear while they're sleeping to clean out the earwax. All right. <laughs> if they could see could your you face imagine right now? just this shit, man? <laughs> this shit, just like no, <laughs> no, no. I I can't imagine. Uh, someone was told by their uh, parents, grandparents don't have rules. They oh, fucking they do. do. They do. You already raised your kids. Right. And I saw this thing um, on TikTok and it was like, oh, um, when I mean, my mother-in-law is great. So this is not pertaining to my mother-in-law. Um, but I was like, oh, when your mother-in-law gives you advice on parenting, but you live with one of her, her, like her products, like one of her fucking things she raised. And you're like, no, thank you. <laughs> you're like i live with your child and they still need work we all still need work let's put that out there we all still need work but it's just it's funny i it was a video that i saw um i think it was on instagram and it it was saying the same type of thing like right it's so funny so fucking funny Oh, this one really kills me. You shouldn't have a C-section because oh, you won't okay. be a real mother taking the easy way out. Now, let me just say my best friend has had two vaginal births and she just had her first C-section. And she texted me the other day and said, holy shit, this C-section recovery is terrible. My vaginal recovery was nothing like this. Now, I'm not saying that a C-section is harder than a vaginal birth. The vaginal birth is hard up front, and the C-section is hard yeah. in the back. But most people do not just on a whim elect for a C-section unless they've already had one. Amen. And you're a mom either way. <laughs> Your baby is upset because they can't see out the car window. You need to turn their car seat around. To point the motherfucking front? <laughs> Do these people don't yes. fucking, they don't read nothing. No, they, they have no idea the safety features. I'm sure it was someone from, you know, a different generation. At least that's my guess. Alcohol was a big one. Whiskey and rum were advised for everything from teething, colds, sleeping, and ear infections. It's very interesting. <laughs> It's super interesting. And then castor oil was also recommended for a cold remedy. And um, a recommendation for a teething baby was to have them chew on some beef jerky. No shit. No. Don't let your baby go out with wet hair. He'll get sick. If you don't have socks on your baby at all times, they will be sick. The air conditioning will give your baby pneumonia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You gotta love some of these. All right, let me see if there's a. But it, it's it's so crazy to see how things have changed throughout the years, and to see what recommendations they used yeah. to have versus what they have now. And I mean, we could go at this all day, but these are just some of the favorite ones that I had picked out, and that you picked out. But it's like 
man. <laughs> and listeners, if you do have any more that you want to send us, be sure to email us and we might throw them in a mini sode down the line. But any of the unsolicited advice, old wives tales, or information that you're given that is completely outdated, um, send that over to us at mamarants.podcast at gmail.com. I cannot even believe that some of this shit was even fucking said. It really just blows my mind. You know, the one that the whole shit you shouldn't say to people or pregnant people or just, you know, after someone's had a baby, just that one. And then this, the continuation of this unsolicited advice, you know, myths. It's just, it's so crazy how, how much, like you've said, things have changed and how they will continue to change. And when our babies have babies, how much different things will be. And I just think it's, I mean, it's crazy. You know, you feel when you're pregnant, you feel kind of like, I don't want to say like alone, but you feel like, damn, like, is it, does it happen to anybody else? Is anybody else saying all these fucking things? And then when you hear things like this, you realize that you weren't alone or you're not alone. And it's, it's like comforting in a way, but also funny to listen back on and, (laughs) and, you know, think back of all the shit. So And that's what we're here for. We're here to let our listeners know that they're not alone, no matter which way of the fence that they swing with certain things on how to raise their kid. (laughs) There's always going to be someone saying something. You're always damned if you do, damned if you don't. (laughs) And you know what? That's okay. And follow us for more of a shit show of seeing how we navigate our our first years as mothers. (laughs) Yes. And continue on, and even from stories of others, too. So so that's going to wrap up our episode this week. And with that being said, if you like what you're listening to, please subscribe and like on your favorite podcast app. Bye! Bye.